0: What's up? Welcome into the Thoughts Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Sork, joined by my co-host, James Tringali. Um, last night was the first opening night of the NBA. We had the Pelicans at Toronto doing the ring ceremony. We'll probably talk less about that and more about the Lakers Clippers, uh, which took place in L.A. And we'll, we'll start there and maybe wander off and talk about Zion and the Clippers a little bit Um but I thought this was a great opening night for the league. I mean, a couple things that I was just thinking about, like as we're watching, like the beginning of that game, was probably looking at two, maybe not two of the best teams, but I mean, the Clippers may be the best team. The Lakers are probably a top five or six team, uh, depending on where things lie in a couple months. We'll probably know more. But it's the first time we don't have like a sure-on villain in the NBA. In the last couple of years, you've had the Warriors um, who have been who've been that for a while. LeBron probably had that a bit. Um, LeBron's on the revenge tour now. Kawhi's kind of a tough guy to dislike. And that Clippers team in general last year was the team that was the underdog, essentially. So it's kind of a weird dynamic. And me and you had a long conversation about the West and just like how we think things are going to play out. And ultimately there's just a lot that's unknown and it's going to be really interesting to see where things are, you know, after the new year. So I think we'll know a lot more then. Um, But yeah, let's get into this game. Um, LeBron was ready to go. That was my initial takeaway. We'll start with LeBron. Screaming during the anthem. That was, yeah. That's how ready he was. He was, he was ready to go. And to his credit, he played with more energy in that game than he did in any game I saw him last year. That's probably the hardest he's played on defense in a while. That's also the only thing that I was impressed with from him. Effort? Defense and effort. Yeah. No, no doubt. No. Um, not a great night for him. Um, he, he came out and played okay in the first quarter. He had a turnaround jumper. He did some bully ball. Um, he was just high energy in the first quarter. He scored some points. Um, but a tough night shooting for him. Um there were some moments throughout the game where you're watching it and he goes you go he looks he looks old. He just looks old. Looks like a guy who's been playing for 17 years and has a ton of miles on his body. Um aside from the defense, what were your takeaways from LeBron? I do not I'm not trying
1: to get ahead we'll we'll go in more detail later but the Lakers will not win if he's the best player on their team. He can't drive by Montrez Harrell, but wants to initiate offense from 40 feet away, which, and then made three or four just in the second half alone, passes, Had his dribble, terrible passes, turnovers, just straight to the other team. So for someone who we're told so often is so smart with the basketball and next level with the game, it's concerning to me that in the phase of his career where that needs to be his strength, I don't know if he has – I'm afraid he has too much pride to actually adapt and win another championship. That's my
0: takeaway. And that adapting, I guess we'll talk about it, is moving to the post, right? Because I think that's where he should go. I mean, he's shown
1: for a few years now that he can hit that turnaround. He can do that. But there's like a strange reluctance to do it more than one time a week it seems like i don't watch every lebron game but he did it on Kawhi in the first quarter not from like real close either by the time he let that ball out of his hands, it was probably 18 19 feet uh, right yeah on the baseline yeah going to his left uh And then I don't remember seeing that again. And for me, as I'm not going to, like all jokes aside, he definitely has court vision. To me, that guy with that level of understanding of the game, the post is so much easier to pass from than being slower than you've ever been in your life and having all 10 eyeballs fixated on you 40 feet from the rim. So for me, I, I just did, I find it very strange that he hasn't gone down there more, both last year and this year. But it was game one. I just
0: yeah, and that's what led
1: to our argument. And we'll talk more about the West in in a little bit. I, guess, I just don't see that changing.
0: Yeah, no, I get you too. I think there's there's two things. One, yes, he's definitely. I mean, again, you're 17. I think he's like top 10 in log overall minutes, like all time. Has to. Um, yeah, he's just played a ton of basketball because he's been healthy and he's gone to the, you know, late into the playoffs so many times. There's that. And then it's also the other side that he might have gone up against maybe the best defensive team in the league, right? So there's two things there where I'm not. And that's sure. a team that
1: more so than the Lakers for sure played together last year. They added exactly. Kawhi, they lost some guys, but the, the core. Has all played together, whereas the Lakers were all brand new. So I
0: I definitely get that. And they have a dude in Kawhi who can, who can like basically take somebody out of the ball game um, when he wants to. So that's always a nice little, nice little thing to have. AD, eight for 21, 25 points. I thought he was pretty solid. I still think he's going to be really good for them. Um, My takeaway was that he was getting the ball too far away from the basket. I mean, he was getting the ball 15, 16 feet away and trying to back down and then make a move. And again, it was kind of one of those things where everyone was just watching, right? Um, but when he got the ball closer to the basket and closer to the paint, it's all, it's almost impossible because he's too long, he's too athletic. And if he just if he gets around you, you're you're done. Um it was eight for twenty-one. Danny Green scored twenty-four points. It was actually really good for them. I didn't think he was that good on defense, um, but he shot the ball well. It was a weird offensive game plan from then, not a lot of ball movement. Um, and maybe this is one of those things where if Kuzma can come in and be good for them, um, provide them with a little bit of scoring, right, as far as someone else being able to get their own shot. Um, too many times I think the ball just got stuck in LeBron and AD's hands.
1: Simmons made the point that it looked like an early 2010s offense. It looked like the early 2000s Pacers, which Frank Vogel was the coach of. 2010s, yes. Yeah. Um Were they just I like- I just if if these are, you know, for my world, if these are investments, if these are stocks, I just do not, you know, the story to tell is that they have two elite players that was that was your argument to me last night which is fair and that definitely comes in handy in the playoffs but I don't know how elite LeBron is and I don't know how or if this team will truly commit to Anthony Davis being their best player and lastly, if they had the pieces to complement those two guys. I just don't see the chemistry. And it's game one. So they are they're like they're, they will look better they're gonna win at many points during this season. Yeah. But to your point, that was the best defensive team or one of in the league. When you get to the playoffs, especially in the West, every single series is going to be against a really good team. Yeah. Unless you're the one seed, you, you get – And even then, the eighth seed in the West would probably be a top four in the East, probably. So I just really don't love the way the current roster is constructed. That's fair. um, Very fair. Compared to a lot of the other teams in the West.
0: On the flip side, the Clippers, um, who got behind the first quarter and then they caught up, obviously, took the lead in the second half handily and it was kind of tough for the Lakers to climb back. Kawhi picked up to me where he left off four months ago. Um, he's a bad man. He's a bad man. He can get any shot he wants. Offensively, he can he can take you to the rack. Um, if he needs to pull up mid-range, he can do that. He's got post moves. He can shoot the three. I thought he looked great. Yeah, I
1: mean, the analytics probably don't love the way he plays from a predictive standpoint. But when you're really good at something that most people can't be really good at, it doesn't really matter. He plays to his strengths. He knows what he is. And he's patient with it. He doesn't do anything ridiculous except maybe once or twice a game. So
0: It's really interesting. I
1: mean, he's just always seems like he is in complete control
0: is that i just i don't know maybe you can tell me i'm i'm wrong here i'm just off like is that mid-range jumper just deflating because i feel like threes there's just so many of them and they come in waves in both teams like danny green went on a stretch and you know you've shannon who hit some shots beverly can make some shots i just feel like when you can just when there's seven seconds left in the shot clock and you did a great job defensively and yeah, that dude who can just pull around, pull up Jay or, or turn around Jay from 15 feet. I feel like that's just such a deflating shot. There's definitely something to that, no. Which is I mean, interesting because like, uh, for I don't the know longest it. time it was the three. I'm just saying, like it's three, the three-point shot. Obviously, when that goes in at certain moments, you're like, oh, that's tough. But that mid-range is just like I don't know. It's tough. It's it's, it's, it's tough for the other team too. Like I don't know what else to do if that dude's gonna hit that shot. So for um, sure, because I mean,
1: you can run people off the three-point line. But, like, you, I mean, I don't know how you put a value on it or what it means. But
0: I don't know if there is. There's definitely
1: something to that. Where yeah. You – I don't know how many times that can happen to you in, in one game. and. <laughs> yeah. It's not in your head. I mean – And he just – And he's not going to do that every game because nobody does anything really well every game. But he's – He just has so many ways he can beat you, and he doesn't force things. No, he doesn't. That was without Paul George. They didn't have Kuzma, but I think everybody would agree that uh, no Kuzma Kuzma and no Rondo versus a no Paul George is a a plus for the Clippers in terms of when they're both at full strength. Right. Um, But no, I mean, that's the one thing. And we'll get into it when we talk West Coast. I mean, all the other teams they're competing against, this is not their first season playing together. Right. The Most of these nucleuses are, are, have played together for a few years. No, um, absolutely. And Kawhi's shown that he's a guy that can
0: Stick probably anywhere. play on any team.
1: Yeah. So,
0: Patrick. very impressive
1: first outing from, from the Clippers.
0: Patrick Beverly. Is He's a dog He's a dog You saw his comment today? Yeah, he was pissed that They were showing LeBron highlights Um, Their bench (laughs) is really good (laughs) Lou Williams can That dude's a walking bucket, man That dude can score He can fill it up Harrell's Another guy off the bench He's really good Definitely They dropped 60 points So And they're deep They They are
1: With the, the The deterioration of the Warriors They're the deepest team Absolutely they're definitely the deepest team. Um, I don't think there's a, a, an argument there. No.
0: I think Utah's – Denver can get there. I mean, they're pretty deep. Yeah. They don't have the top-end talent. Um, Utah's pretty good too. Um, so, no, yeah, definitely, definitely. Wanted to switch gears and do this thing, and we'll see how this works because there's so many over, overreactions that take place that. It took place today and just in general, with whether it's beginning of the NFL, beginning of the NBA, and with guys like LeBron playing, there's just bound to be takes, tons of takes, scorching hot takes. (laughs) So I want to kind of go through a few things and see if it's something that's real or an overreaction. There's just a few things I have. Let's do it. So my first one, is this real or is this an overreaction? that LeBron James is past being a guy that's able to carry a team throughout the season, playoffs, and ultimately be a top-five guy. I like to
1: combine qualitative and quantitative when it comes to these sorts of things. The EI test tells me he is not. He... No longer has the burst to blow-by threes, let alone back-up fours. And has shown a reluctance to adapt to that. So, that's what I see. And then you go to 538, and you look at war, which is just one of a million different ways to... Statistically, put a player into a box. Right. But 2017, not that long ago, feels a long time ago. His war was 16.1, which is insanity. Last year, 13.9. Projected for this year, 8.3, which puts him in a borderline all star category. That's tough. He's 35. For comparison's sake, as far as age and these sorts of things, Karl Malone's the closest. Nobody else is really has that high of a similarity score. But you look at all these graphs, it's Dirk, Hakeem, Julius, Kobe, Charles, Malone. They're all trending down. His teammate Anthony Davis, which is why I say if this team's going to have a shot, Anthony Davis needs to be the best player. His is 9.6, which for his 26-year-old season, Snark. Probably, I mean, I would, I would expect if they're going to do what they want to do, he needs to beat that. But just for comp's sake, right? I mean, he's LeBron. Essentially, based on that one statistic, is half half as valuable as he was two years ago. So unless he completely changes his game, he's. To me, that's what, what I just saw there. If his name wasn't LeBron James, he'd be a borderline all-star. And they're not winning a title if he's their best player. So, yeah. not
0: overreaction for me. I'm going to say, I'll use Zig. I'm going to zag. So, I'll say slight overreaction. I do agree that he needs, he does he needs to change his, his approach. It has to happen. He cannot live from the wing anymore. I don't he he did a couple times last night. Shit, where he did the wing,
1: let alone talk about
0: forty feet from the hoop. Yeah. Continue. But still, that's what I meant. He can't operate from 25, 30, 40 feet from the bat. It just can't happen. Um, at least every time. He did have a did have a couple takes to the bass last night that did work out for him, but he's got to get the step at the right time. That, the Defenders exactly. It's got to work out pretty well for him. So we cannot live out there permanently. Um, and as I noted earlier. He's not going to be playing the Clippers every night, um, which is going to be. But he's going to be playing in the West. So, again, good conference. Um, but he's not going to be playing that defense on a nightly basis. His jump shot actually, he had a couple that rimmed out early on. I think his shot's going to be pretty solid this year overall. I I, I generally think he's probably going to be pretty good from the three-point line. Um, I think he shot one for five last night. If that shot falls for him, and I've said that throughout his career, if that shot falls for him, it, it, open, it opens things up. Um, so maybe he's not – I don't know if he's a one, first, or even second best player in the league, but he could be a five or six. Um, but, again, I do agree that Davis needs to be the best player in order for him to win. So, I, just, I just think for him to be the fifth or sixth best
1: player, that's best case scenario in my opinion, based on my whole beef with the Lakers and not being on highs on them as you is my opinion that they're not going to do what I, who I'm not an authority, but just based on what I'm seeing in my opinion of the way the NBA is constructed now, I don't think they're going to do the things that they should. And I don't think he's going to do the things that I think he should, but... He's pretty good and pretty smart, so maybe I'm wrong.
0: Gotcha. I just I don't love
1: I don't love what they're doing.
0: I don't like what they're doing. Well, yeah, the team they have around them, those two guys—that's pretty much fuck. Excuse me, locked in.
1: I mean that I they don't. We we had a text thread last night. They don't have trade pieces.
0: No, they, they like
1: they're, unless they're swindling somebody, or they have some cap space I don't know about. I mean, we watched freaking Zubac go back-to-back school guys in the post, which the Lakers don't need another post guy, that's for sure. But if they they wanted to <laughs> – they just – they didn't have a plan. There was no plan. And that's my big thing with a lot of teams, including our Yankees. Nothing on a tangent, but I just don't like when there's not a plan, and I don't see the plan in – on the purple and gold side. They threw it all life. together. They they definitely... The plan is what you said. Let's get as many top five guys
0: or top ten guys yeah, as we try, can. And let's try let's get, roll. Let's ride in May and June. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. They tried to get Kawhi. It didn't go well for him They didn't get anybody else. They had to pick up Danny Green and give him 15 mil a year. Which um, he's fine, but they needed more than that. So, Danny Green's definitely a good beast. That was a good that was a good get. Not enough though. Playoff
1: experience. I average at least defense, if not above I don't know. I don't look at that. But and the dude can get hot. So as far as role players, it's a pretty good role player. Any compliments their two best players. Yeah. In terms of creating space. So they didn't have Kuz, they didn't have Rondo, they played the Clippers. So maybe some slight overreaction, I just, if that's how they're going to play, I don't think it ends well for them. That,
0: nope. I'll give you that. Give in you terms that. of
1: style, not I agree. output, because yeah. you're right, they played the Clippers. so
0: I agree. Is it real, or is it an overreaction that Kawhi is going to be the best player in late this season? Could be very real. Why not? think about other guys right Giannis definitely Harden definitely and then Kawhi after that and then I don't know I I don't unless I mean AD could maybe squeak his way up there if they go on a tear at some point and they win 10 to 12 in a row and he's scoring 27 to 32 a game but he should AD is a definitely should
1: um, so, I think it's – it. do I think he'll win the MVP? No, because I don't think he'll play enough games. And I don't right. think he goes for stats. Not that I'm accusing any of these other guys of doing that. I just don't think that's a, a goal of his.
0: No. I mean, he's definitely so, going to rest more, too. So, like you said.
1: So, that wasn't your question, though. So, I just want to separate it. Sure. I like your question more than who's going to win the MVP because – It's kind of a
0: storyline. Right. Um,
1: But he looks every bit the best player in the league because I don't know what his weakness is.
0: Yeah, and if you go through... It's not a
1: popular opinion, but I think he's
0: very overrated. You've been on this,
1: yeah. I don't... <laughs> no, I think he's a, he's a once in a generation athlete and specimen playing basketball whereas I think LeBron was both. I think Giannis is a freak first and a basketball player second. Whereas the other guys you mentioned every other guy. So it's unfair for me to do that to him, but that's just what I see. So he'll probably win an MVP again because he'll be in Milwaukee and he's by far their best player, and he's going to do stupid things in the East. But I don't think
0: he's the best player in the league. Sorry, I'm watching Joel Embiid take fadeaway jumpers from the free throw line. What's what do you think about? I mean, I mean, I, no, I think Kawhi I, is the best player in the league. I think he is too. I mean, like you said, and you said it, we both said it early. Is that? He doesn't have a weakness. He can get any shot he wants. Um, He can shoot the three, shoot the mid-range. He's a good passer. He plays defense, obviously. And in defense of Giannis, he's still very young. We've seen him win. He's won two titles now. Like He's won two MVPs on two different teams. Giannis hasn't been able to make – even the conference finals. Unless I'm wrong. Did he
1: make... No. Kawhi's 28. How old is Giannis? 20. get up quick. 25 is my guess. Maybe 26. So, I mean, he's far from a finished product.
0: 24. Okay.
1: He's far from a finished product. That's just what I see when I watch the game. I, I just... Obviously, he does things that nobody else can. But is he doing that when he's 28? And does he... It's the same thing that I have with LeBron right now. LeBron's a far better shooter than he was, but he hasn't migrated to areas of the court that I think he should have by now,
0: yeah, and what's worked for for yeah. Kobe
1: and Jordan and other players in that echelon. So, yeah, I, I think we're in agreement that Kawhi is the best player in the league. And guys probably, like, but he probably won't win the MVP.
0: No, but then you have like Harden, who's great offensively, defensively, not, not great. And, of course, like I said, Kawhi's won twice now. He's coming off the title and a great postseason, so he probably deserves that title as best player in the league. Um, Definitely. I don't know if it's a real or an overreaction thing, but I guess this is just talking about – we'll probably finish, this, finish with this – talking about where the Lakers finish in the West and how this conference kind of turns out because there's a lot of unknown, a lot of change – I last night we had an argument discussion. I was higher on them for the sole fact that they, you in know, in the thir- I, in the
1: second quarter. By yeah. the end of the game, you were with me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, dude, just this dude in the Philly game just airball a layup. This is a sloppy game from what I've seen. East Coast baby. We um this yeah Lakers Clippers was much much better last night. Um. Where, do, where does this what's this team's ceiling? Where, I mean, I guess the ceiling is Which they team? win the West. The Lakers. Um, I mean ceilings
1: title. Let's let's yeah. do it this way. Odd Shark has Clippers as the favorite at plus two hundred, Lakers plus two sixty. Then there's a big jump to five hundred. Rockets, Warriors, Jazz, Nuggets, Blazers. I think we can draw the line there if that's fair and maybe even take out the warriors since clays probably not playing this year. Yeah. So really six in my opinion unless you want to include Mavs, Spurs, Pell's Kings, but to me the six that stand out are Blazers, Nuggets, Jazz, Rockets and the two LA teams. Yes, fair. So we can focus on those six teams. 538 projections has rockets actually? They're their favorites. Um, Twenty-seven percent chance to win the finals. Thirty-seven to make. So that would mean thirty-seven percent chance of winning the West. Um, projected win totals: Rockets fifty-seven, Clips fifty-three, Nugs fifty-three, Warriors forty-nine, Lakers forty-seven, Jazz fifty-one. Blazers 42. Wow. Interesting. So, regardless, that confirms that those are six that we should focus on. Maybe include the Warriors, but I just, without Clay, I I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's going to be tough for them. We can throw the seven, but I
1: mean, those those seven for sure, and we can probably narrow it down to three or four that really stick out, but. Mm if we focus on those teams, I'll, I'll, cue them in as far as my argument last night. And then I'll let you take off where you want to go is those other five or six are built in a similar vein. The Lakers have gone a contrarian route in going big with LeBron at the three Enos Cantor shoots a three from the corner. Wow. It must be 2019. Uh, All those other teams in the West are built in a modern image where they might have a center like a Jokic, but it's not the traditional back to the basket. And everything else around him is, you know, fluidity, 3-and-D, slash, run people off the line, blah, 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 blah. Right? So they're going the contrarian route. They're the ones that are not built that way. To me, that's going to be their downfall. You had – your at least your argument was their two best players are arguably better than any of those other teams' two best players. Maybe not the Clippers, but probably still them as well.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, maybe it's not the best argument. Um, but – because not every game in the playoffs comes down to – in the last four minutes, it's mano e mono, and you're basically giving it to your best guy to make a play. I feel like that's what we care about the most because as fans, maybe we just value that more. And I mean, you have to go look at the numbers and, to, and see how games play out to really pull out some data um, to see when, like when that matters, right? Is having that dude who can just go get a bucket. That was my thing. It's like, you have two guys that are Let's say LeBron's a top seven or eight guy even now. Mm-hmm. I, I think AD is gonna be a top three guy. I mean, when he's right and he's healthy, which he has been now for a couple of years, aside from the weird trade stuff last year, he's one of the best players in the league. Um, and the LeBron's LeBron, so I, I think he'll be fine for the most part. Um, but yeah, you kind of talked me off a the ledge there a little bit because they don't have any guards. Sorry, they have guards, but Quinn Cook just hasn't been – I love Quinn Cook, Duke guy. Not a formidable piece, man. He, he's just not good enough. He doesn't hit that shot enough. A.V. Bra- Bradley could be good. He could be nice for them too, but I just feel like in a league, there's so many good guards in this league, and there's so many good guards in that conference that at some point, guard play is going to matter when you get into the playoffs. Um LeBron's the point guard, bro. That's a problem. You can't do that anymore. You just can't. He, at least he can't sit at, front, at the top of the key and play point. So, no, I mean – I think the. La- I still think the Lakers can go deep into the playoffs. I don't trust Houston. You, you mentioned that they are hungry. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And they're going to be chomping at the bits to play – but their two best dudes are guys that I don't really trust at all. You don't really have a reason to you trust don't, them. You don't trust
1: them the same way I don't trust the Lakers, and I agree. I, I guess we both don't trust them the way I don't trust the Lakers. I
0: guess I get you're right, and I think, I think it's I, I think I think it's different though because you you don't trust the Lakers because of their roster, right? Their different systems, reasons. different reasons. Because I mean. Like you said, these teams are being built in a certain way. Houston is very analytical about the way they play. They shoot a lot of threes. They have guys like two, two guys that can get their own bucket when they want to, and they're going to stagger their minutes up. So they're not going to play a lot together at least. I'm sure when it matters, they will. Uh, but they're going to be solid on defense, I'm sure. Uh, and they're, they're going to have guys like Clint Capella and Nene that are rebounders, cut to the hoop, pick and roll guys. It's more so for Houston. It's I just don't I haven't haven't seen those two dudes win. I've seen LeBron win. I've seen him play good in playoff games. Now again, that depends on what version of LeBron we get. Um, But you're right. I mean, we have teams like. But you have to admit,
1: stars aren't always going to be the best player in every single playoff game. You have to agree with me if we if we if we go top two players. If, nothing, if,
0: if we break these teams down by their top two players and then I, by their I, bench, can I rephrase your statement? Sure. They're not necessarily. I think they're the best player. They may not be the most important player in every game. Is that is that a better statement? Because I mean, you have guys who make big shots. You have guys who play defense. You have guys. Correct. In, in My games. point is, you're going to have to win. Someone's going to have to step multiple, up. Multiple, yeah,
1: yeah. maybe not multiple, but you're going to have to win a very important playoff game when your best player or best players are not on their A game. Yep. So
0: That's
1: from fair. that, it's fair to say if the Lakers slow the game down and play to their two best player strengths, I'm fine with saying out of the West that their top two are better than the other six or seven teams we're talking about. I, I'm okay with that. Um, scheme, scheme, scheme aside, but if we go to the bench, Houston's depth is definitely better than LA's, right? I mean, is that a fair statement as far as the guys around their two best players? Oh, it's definitely better than the Lakers. The Clippers is definitely better than the Lakers.
0: I'm going to the Nuggets right now. I mean, they Nuggets have... Nuggets is probably better than the Lakers. The Nuggets, Jamal, Her- Jamal Murray... Michael Porter Jr., Gary Harris, Nikolai Jokic, Jer- well, Jamal Murray, and Joe are probably their top two. So that's I'm going to throw those. And
1: obviously, Jer- you're going to take Davis and LeBron.
0: Jeremy Grant, he's no joke either. Will Barton's a nice guard. Uh huh. Um, no, they have a nice team, man. Even Golden, so like Paul Millsap's Yes, no they joke. win the. If if we're breaking
1: it down, top two out of those six or seven, they win the top two challenge or category.
0: But. I think they're last when it comes to everybody outside of the top two. The contenders, yeah. I mean, you can start to get down to some of the guys. Uh, we're just talking right. about the teams we talked about. Matt, the teams of Matter. Okay. I mean the Jazz are deep. I'm looking at them right now. Portland
1: might be the only one I you could talk you could argue with me that quality wise I mean they definitely have you know what I'm saying? But like oh, yeah. now we're picking hairs with the Portland Trailblazers yeah. rather no, than been, right, exactly. That's, Houston's is significantly better. Clippers is significantly better. That's the major argument in general. Right. So, and I don't know if... I mean, the Jazz, if,
0: Donovan uh, Mitchell, uh, Joe Ingles...
1: Coach Vogel is...
0: Yeah, I don't know, man.
1: Better than the other six coaches either. It's fair. So, that was the final point that we came to is... You definitely decrease your margin of error by having those two guys, but you also vastly increase your reliance on them. No team out of those seven we just talked about is going to rely more on their top two guys. And that's a lot of pressure. Not just mentally, but that's a lot of pressure.
0: I mean, the Jazz have Bojan Bogdanovich, Mike Conley, Joe Ingles, Donovan Mitchell.
1: (laughs) And teams know this. Rudy Gobert. So you definitely can't stop both LeBron and AD. When they're on. I mean... But... Here's my thing with why I I just didn't get the infatuation with AD. LeBron's best years... The second best player... Was a guard. Yeah. Kyrie and D-Wade. I... I just... I... I just
0: really I, I Yeah, you didn't like it from the I beginning. Don't, I don't love the the combo. It's a weird combo. I, I Unless you're gonna run I even see la I didn't see any LeBron A D pick and roll I'm at the top wow. of the key. I mean, even if even if I mean I know they're switching and stuff, but if you catch a if you catch a guy or you catch a guy who doesn't know what to do even for a split second, LeBron can still make a move and get to the rack and find somebody else if they have to so you're gonna have someone else who slides over, and then he can find somebody else that's open, so no, it's going to be interesting. Um, Clippers, best team. Did we cover this already? Clippers, best team. in the, I mean, I guess yeah. that's, that's where you're at there. Are you worried about your boy?
1: Should we be worried about Mount Zion?
0: Yeah, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. I mean, here's what you were kind of like putting off like, so like a lot of – I mean, I think your main thing is weight. I think that there is a movement thing with him. I mean, there's a re like everyone for the last years been saying that dude looks like he should be on a football field. You know, he doesn't look like a basketball player. Um, he's explosive as hell, he's big as hell. Um, <laughs> those two in general depending on your body. Since we've never seen
1: someone like him, I think it's naive of us to act like, it's definitely not naive to have the thought. But it is naive of us as not medical no. experts to be like, oh, he's big, therefore he has a greater risk of injury. But it definitely creeps into your mind when I think Simmons and Rasil are Four years, five years ago, he was 175 pounds.
0: Yeah, three or four years, four years ago, freshman year high school, he was 170 pounds.
1: Yeah, five years ago, five years ago, he was 175 pounds. He's now at Dookie weighed in at 283. That's he's in that ballpark. We don't need to speculate ten or ten above or ten less. Yeah, but. Obviously explosive and despite that, I think they need to take a very serious and he needs to commit probably just as much to getting a free throw and three point stroke to his diet diet and his entire regimen being still doing workouts that maintain the explosiveness because he definitely needs that for the next eight years at least, but injury prevention and making sure yeah. everything that holds these muscles together is as strong as they possibly can.
0: I mean, I follow a guy like this is really quick who works. He does NBA work. He works with NBA players, works with James Harden. And he would like, it was a quick 30 second thing, but like he brought up the walk, he brought up his walk. Like you walk get him walk. You almost like waddles almost it's he almost does. like one of he these does. and like that's not something that like i don't think people think like oh wow you walk weird therefore you must have something going on but like that could be a sign of a muscle imbalance imbalance um, imbalance in bone structure throughout the body just bad habits and I, again this was a 30 second clip this was a guy who's actually like medically he knows his stuff he's like that that could there could be something there. Um so to your point, like that's what he should be doing. That's what a lot of these guys should be doing is injury prevention stuff. I mean there's I mean I'm I'm sure they do, but you're right. That's that's what he needs to focus on. Because we missed him last night and he's out for six to eight weeks. It could be longer depending on like how what type of injury it is as far as the meniscus. Um he's fun to watch man. I mean, ratings would go up with him playing on a consistent basis. They're going to go up with him. So I'm excited for him. I hope he gets right. We both, we both like him. We're going to root for him. So, um, yeah, well, this is fun. We, uh, we, James watched enough basketball for the month of October. (laughs) We'll get our, we'll get a check in here in a couple weeks from James. Um, so look forward to, I'm actually, we're going to do a football pod. It's been a long time and I have to sit down and take notes throughout the day and do it right because I just hadn't been doing it. Um, but I want to do some football stuff because there's some good matchups coming up. Green Bay, KC, Mahomes may actually play or try to. Um, so there's some stuff to talk about with the NFL. So We will do that. That will happen. Look forward to that. Thank you for listening to this. And until next time, we will talk to you soon.